Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tuesday Talks, where I talk about different topics and where people through surveys can in complete anonymity share their point of view. Today we talk about the right to vote. My name is Esther and I am your host. Before we dive into the rights of voting, I quickly want to dive back into the previous episode where we talked about the pandemic conspiracies. In this episode, we discussed why different measures were taken and why, for example, the Netherlands wasn't as strict with some measures and wearing face masks in public took so long to decide. We are now some weeks further ahead and the time has learned that this is mostly because our law prevents the enforcement of it. So these measures can only be strongly advised. Other countries have a special disaster control law that gives the power of enforcement. The Netherlands, as of now, is close to signing a law much like this, calling it the emergency law. With this law, the parliament will have the power to enforce these measures on citizens, giving them better control and preventing the spread of the disease. With that being said, let's dive into the history of voting. The history of voting is very detailed and goes back as far as the early early 1800s. I'm not familiar with all the voting rights in every country, so I'm just briefly going through some of the global dates that I got through research. When we are discussing the survey later on in this episode, I will be comparing to the voting system of the Netherlands, as that's what I'm most familiar with and can relate to. In some languages, the right to vote is called active suffrage, the right to vote in public political elections although the term is sometimes used for any right to vote, as distinct from passive suffrage, which is the right to stand for election. The combination of active and passive suffrage is sometimes called full suffrage. The right of almost all adults to vote in political elections, regardless of wealth, gender, social status, ethnicity, or any other restriction, is called a universal suffrage, As far as I could find in my research, the first country in the world to have a universal suffrage was the Principality of Liege during the Liege Revolution back in 1792. The first country that is still existing as a country to this day to have a universal suffrage was New Zealand in 1893, where women won the right to vote after years of campaigning. Black men in the United States did not gain the right to vote until after the Civil War. In 1870, the 15th Amendment was ratified to prohibit states from denying a male citizen the right to vote based on race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Black suffrage in the United States in the aftermath of the American Civil War explicitly referred to the voting rights of black men only. Black women still had many hurdles to face before obtaining this right. The passage of the 19th Amendment, which was ratified by the United States Congress on August 18 and then certified as a law on August 26, 1920, technically granted women the right to vote. However, the 19th Amendment did not initially extend to women of African American, Asian American, Hispanic American and American Indian heritage because of widespread voter suppression enacted against black women and other women of color. It wasn't until the Voting Rights Act was passed nearly half a century later, on August 6, 1965, that black women were, in practice, able to exercise their right to vote. 
The Netherlands implemented the universal suffrage on September 28 in 1919. In 1946, the minimum voting age went from 25 to 23 years. In 1965, it went from 23 to 21 years. And in 1972, this got lowered to the minimum age of 18, which still stands to this day. Time for a small disclaimer. The right to vote is widely recognized as a fundamental human right. The upcoming questions are just purely hypothetical. In the survey, I asked people about the right to vote. I put up a few scenarios and then asked people if this changed their opinion on the right to vote and if it should be accessible to everyone. So we start off with the most basic question. Does every human being have a right to vote? 100% said yes. Scenario 1. People who use benefits because they simply do not want to contribute to society. For example, people who deliberately put themselves under welfare to live a lazy life. After reading this sentence, does every human being have a right to vote? 100% voted yes. Scenario 2. People who have served their sentence in prison. In other words, ex-convicts, regardless of the crimes convicted. After reading this sentence, does every human being have a right to vote? 100% said yes. Scenario 3. Among us lurk killers and predators. Thinking about the potential killers and sexual predators that could be hiding in society. Does every human being have a right to vote? 100% said yes. Everyone having the right to vote respects human rights and fundamental freedoms. How has this contributed in your earlier answers? Participant A said, it's the reason. You can't really draw a line without saying you're actually not human. Participant B, I studied sociology and I believe everyone has the right to vote. How can we claim to represent the people when we choose who we hear from? Also regarding question four, a potential killer isn't an active killer. Those potential killers may be successfully managing their compulsion and should have their say on a matter that may take their support away. Actually, this goes for everyone. If we take support away from one place and then the people who benefit from that support should have their say, regardless of who they are. Participant C. My answer didn't change till end, because myself I think that everybody has a right to vote. Even if you killed somebody, or you have a lazy life, or you are a child predator, I'm taking everybody on the same line, even if they did something horrible in the past. I know lots of people who are lazy and live a lazy life, because it is their comfort zone and maybe are scared inside to come out from there. It is a really hard subject, which can't be, in my opinion, answered in a yes or no question, as far as every human is different and every human has problems and emotions which affect their actions. And that's the reason why I put yes everywhere. Everybody has a right to vote. Participant D. Basically the reason for me saying yes to every answer, despite some being horrible people, gotta accept that they still have their right to vote. Otherwise, it creates a very imbalanced society. I guess my standpoint is pretty much the same as all the participants. Everybody has a right to vote. Yes, there are people in society that might not make the best decisions, 
But should that mean that their decision should be taken away from them? That their say in matters should be taken away from them? I agree that once we start deciding who gets to vote and who doesn't get to vote, we just go back to the early 1800s. And what we've learned from that is, is there is not just one part of group that gets to say everything that's not balanced. The only balanced way is everyone in society has an equal right to vote. Even if it's not always agreeable what their thoughts and actions are. Now, I found some fun facts from an article on mental flaws about voting. Liechtenstein voters weigh in on citizenship. In the tiny European country of Liechtenstein, a population of 37,000 citizens, citizens vote for politicians, referendums, and whether or not to grant citizenship to those who have applied after residing in the principality for 10 years or more. Astronauts can vote. Astronauts aboard the International Space Station have the ability to vote since 1997, when Texas lawmakers passed a measure that allowed secure ballots to be sent to space by mission control in Houston, Texas. Once astronauts make their selections, their ballots, PDFs of the paper ballots they receive in the mail, are beamed back down to Earth where clerks open the encoded document and submit a hard copy of the astronaut's ballot to be counted. Oh my god, that sounds so sci-fi. My brain is just like immediately going Star Trek mode and like going pew. Okay, I've got my vote. Pew, I send it back to Earth. And there went a whole serious podcast into my brain. My brain is fun. North Korea, yes, North Korea holds elections, but they're far from democratic. Although a whopping 99.7% of the electorate participated in the 2015 local elections, citizens didn't have much of a choice when it came to choosing who they wanted to endorse. Everyone on the ballot was selected ahead of time by North Korea's ruling party to vote North Koreans simply had to drop a printout of the names in a box to indicate their support. A separate box was present at polling locations, which voters could use to register the rejection of the given candidates. However, all of the candidates chosen received 100% of the vote, which means either no one opted to dissent or if they did, their votes weren't counted. Or they just disappeared. I would like to add to that. Voting is compulsory in Australia. Every Australian over 18 is required by law to register to vote and to participate in federal elections. Anyone who doesn't show up on election day is fined 20 Australian dollars. It's around $15. Failure to pay that fine results in even steeper penalties, up to 180 Australian dollars, and can result in criminal charge. I guess as much as it's everyone's right to vote, it's also everyone's right to not vote. But at the same time, sometimes not voting leads to greater problems. 
so this could be a way to tackle that. I mean, I guess you could just maybe pay 20 Australian dollars and be like, I don't want to vote, here's my fine, I'll pay it, bye. Questionable. <laughs> um, and then Saudi Arabia is the most recent country to grant women suffrage. In 2015, Saudi women were granted the right to vote and run for office. In their first election, about 130,000 women registered to vote and a total of 978 women registered as candidates, according to the BBC News. Although this still stands in stark contrast to the 1.35 million registered male voters and the 5,938 men registered as candidates that year, the 2015 election was a monumental event that marked progress for women's rights in the country. Since then, women in Saudi Arabia have slowly been accumulating successes and expanding their rights. In 2016, nearly 15,000 women signed a petition demanding an end to the country's male guardianship system. Two years later, women gained the right to drive, and a year after that, they were allowed to obtain a passport and travel abroad without a male relative's permission. However, guardianship rules continue to govern many other aspects of a woman's life, creating barriers for marriage, leaving prison, and even exiting shelter for abuse victims. Holy fucking shit. Excuse my language, but that's... I can't even fathom that. That's horrible. Um, I'm glad they're making progress, for sure. But they still have a long way to go, it seems, to get on par with most of the Western part of the world um and with that i just want to say like you know while every human being has a right to vote or should have a right to vote we still have ways to make it completely equal all over the world and also protect that it stays that way sorry that was my cat in the background if you can hear that and with that i want to thank you very much for listening i hope this episode leaves behind some food for thought thank you for those who participated in the survey and if you want to dive into the coming topics that we'll be discussing in, the, in this podcast, head over to esotic.com and click the check mark to fill in the survey with one of the topics that we'll be discussing. I am super interested in seeing people's point of view um, and it, it teaches me a lot. So definitely don't hold back, fill them in and... And if you have topics that we could discuss in the future episodes, please send them over to podcast at esotic.com. I had a lot of fun this episode. I learned a lot. I tried to do the best research as possible, but if I still ended up having something on the wrong end, please educate me. Tell me what is the correct way. Um, and yeah, again, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it leaves behind some food for thought. And I will see you again on the next episode. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Do you enjoy this podcast? Make sure to rate and review and hit that follow button.
Then you will never have to miss another episode.